So what did David, what does the Old Testament call a fort? What's the word for it? Yeah. In one verse, he calls it about five different things. But what am I going to call it? What, what, 26 times in the Old Testament, one time in the New Testament, what is it? It's a stronghold. A stronghold. Psalm 18, listen to this. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, and my stronghold. Six times in the Old Testament. Then he goes on to say, the cords of death encompassed me, the torrents of destruction assailed me, the cords of shield entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. He thought he was going out. Can you picture him running from Saul and Saul this demon-possessed man out to kill him, and he's going to kill him. He's, he's running around in a, a place called Engedi. That's where he had a fort. And in my distress, I... So here's my question. I want you to think about it. Finish that sentence. In my distress, I... If I am wise and humble... I will do what David did. In my distress, here's what it says, I called upon the Lord. However, I want to ask pastors, what do you do in your distress as a God substitute? In place of going to God, what do you use as your help? Now, you can name some things that people go to. That isn't what necessarily you go to, but just in my distress, I... Okay, reason it out. I hide, I flee, run, I run, yeah. I use alcohol, Complaining. I complain, I get angry. Seek other sources. Yes, what other gods, what other gods? We can have all kinds of gods. Hey, so here's my point. Ice cream. What, yeah, ice cream would work. In my distress, I had some ice cream, yes. A stronghold in the Old Testament is positive. How many times is the word stronghold used in the New Testament? Once. Anybody would think that. Yeah. He must have had a good dad. So, David says, for our warfare is not in the flesh, but we tear down strongholds erected against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to be Christ. We come against arguments and lofty thinking. So there are strongholds that can be developed in our mind. And so I'm going to share with you what some strongholds are. I know I talked about this before, but I didn't go into this kind of detail. I'm going to I'm going to share what some strongholds are. And if, as I share it, it happens to be yours, Raise your hand if you want to. You don't have to. But I was doing this up at the camp, and people started raising their hands when I hit their stronghold. I said, what a way to go. That's one way to deal with it. Just become open about it and acknowledge it. And so we'll just uh, see where we go with this. And I'll, I'll raise my hand, too. I have struggled. So 
what is it? Let me, let me define, first of all, what a stronghold is. It's a God substitute. It's something that I run to instead of God. David's, or um, Isaiah said, Woe to those who go to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Woe to those. A stronghold is a lie that I continue to believe. It starts out as a Like Jerry, who was in graduate school, and the pressure was on, and one night he took one glass of wine, that worked for him. It worked for him a week later. Then he found it worked so good for him that he didn't try it every night. Eventually, he broke up. That which was started out to be a friend became a terrible enemy. So it's a lie that I continue to believe. And if it's a lie, whose domain is that? Jesus said, Satan is a liar and the father. So he births lies. He's in the dark. John said, God is light and in him is so if I go into the dark, I'm in Satan's domain. That's not a good place to be. It's a lie that I continue to believe. A stronghold is something I don't like talking about. I experienced depression during seminary, and people were saying, just pray about it. They didn't understand. They felt I didn't understand me. They didn't understand what I was going through. And I felt like saying, you don't get it. Just pray about it. Prayer didn't help. And when you have a stronghold, it seems as if prayer doesn't help, and it's probably true, it doesn't. A stronghold is a secret, and sometimes I don't know the secret. If we say we sin, we, before we deceive, and those strongholds are something that brings me into a place of Deception. I guess I can't move over here too far because I'm not. He's probably telling me, stay put. Okay. Listen to listen to these different ways that Satan uses to come against us. He uses accusation to make us feel guilty. He uses intimidation to make us afraid, and he uses deception to take us away from truth. Of those, which of the three is most common in the New Testament? This one. Deception. He's a deceiver. He's a deceiver of the brethren. So we have to be very careful because we'll end up in his territory. And people who are deceived want to pretend. John called the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. That was not a compliment. And they rose up in defense. If I touch, if if I touch your stronghold or you touch mine, and I'm not willing to deal with it, I'm going to be defensive. I'm going to fight. We have Abraham as our father. 
There were adulterers, there were murderers, there were liars, there were thieves. Jesus said that. He saw right through them, but they were holy people to the people because they were living a lie. And a stronghold will bring you into a lie. A stronghold is a part of my identity. It becomes who I am. And so it's hard for me to see myself apart from this. A stronghold defines me. It's a prison that is difficult to get out of. It was a safe place to begin with, but now it has become a prison to me, and I can't do otherwise. It's a terrible place to hide. It, it robs me of joy, and it's a habit pattern that becomes a way of living. So the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So your reality is how you think. And perception is reality. If you think God is angry with you, that's your that's reality. That's what you receive. Because that's your perception. So perception is reality. So let me give you some examples of stronghold. And if you want to, you can raise your hand. Perfectionism. One of my children has this one. You can guess who if you want to. I'll be okay if I do everything right, then I will have earned my points. Anybody, anybody operate with that? Okay, three of you. That's, that's wonderful you say that. Anger. People make me upset. I have a right to be angry. Uh-oh. Then they make you mad so you don't have to be responsible for your anger because it was their fault. That can be a stronghold. Self-pity. No one understands me. No one appreciates me. I'm all by myself. Any, any, ang any angry people here? That, that any, okay. Sort of. Uh, self-pity. Any self? Okay. Lust. I need a high now, a moment of harmless pleasure. Work. I am valuable because I am a hard worker. People need to appreciate me. Thank you. Boy, we got some honest people here. Oh, we got quite a few here. Okay. Religion. I am a devout person. I have value to God. I go to church. I serve others. Sickness. Did you know that was a stronghold? I had an aunt. And I think this was her stronghold. Her husband, who was a wonderful man, but did not give her enough attention unless she was sick. And I think she went to this stronghold so that she could... And, and she lived there. I mean, she lived in bed for the, for the last 20 or so years of her life. I think that now people will care about me. Now they will feel sorry for me. That's the man at the pool of Bethesda, John 5. Withdrawal. I'll be okay if I can just disappear if no one sees me. That can become a stronghold where that becomes your way of operating. You just, let me out of here. Let me just withdraw. Anybody? Withdraw. Food. I'll be happy if I can just eat something. Food will comfort me. This is why I wrote this because that was. I call her Anna in here. She, her name wasn't Anna. Wonderful, wonderful lady. And she shared with Karen and me one night 
And we had no idea that she was just in absolute bondage and couldn't, it was a stronghold. She could not break free from it. Praise the Lord, she did. Rejection. People will always reject me. They don't think I'm worth anything. I'll reject them. Uh-huh. Bitterness. He ruined my life and I'll never recover if only he had not been so mean. There are people who experience things in their childhood and rather than forgive dad or mom, they live in bitterness and that's who they are. I'm the, the one who was mistreated as a child. I'm the one who never got attention. I'm the one. See your, the identity thing? It's an identity. It's who you are and it shapes everything. I know a guy who, who talks with his kids all the time about his childhood and how terrible it was. And it's just, he's just pouring, pouring poison on his children. And it's who he is. He's, he's, he, he lays claim to it. Depression. She robbed me of hope. I have nothing to live for. So I can blame somebody else and I can hold on to these strongholds because I have somebody I can blame for it. I was depressed during seminary, and if you said to pray, I'd say, you don't have any idea. Because prayer did not work for me. I was so afraid I didn't want to raise my hand in class. That's how bad that stronghold was. Lying. And I don't know how, how people get here, but they do. And I've ministered to them before, inveterate liars. They just can't help but lie. They just tell a lie. That's their escape. That's their way of coping is to tell lies or to fantasize. Some people, because their world is so bad, they fantasize and they have this fantasy world and they dream of that and that's how they cope. They've learned to cope. There's a better way, obviously. I dream of the perfect body, the perfect home, so I can live with my imperfect one. Worry, materialism. When I see somebody with five rings on, on this finger and five rings on this finger, there's materialism, but I think what they're saying is I have, I have value. And this is the way I can show that I have value. So the reason I'm sharing these is so that, pardon? Wow. Hey, soldier. Yeah. So what can fire these things up and give them energy is lies. And so I'm going to share some lies. And you be thinking of lies that you've heard, okay? If they're lies that the, the devil has used with you. The lies that I heard when I was in seminary this last year, it was at Luther Seminary. And the reason why it was such a bad year, I think, is that I took two years at Dallas where I got all the answers, and I took one year at Luther where I got all the questions, and they didn't mesh at all. And I was trying to get close to these guys in my class, and they were gross at lunchtime. I mean, talking about women's body parts, and it, it, was, it was so hard on me. <coughs> it, it was really difficult. And I wanted to get close to them, and yet this guy, maybe I've shared this already with you, but I was at this reception and he came up to me, he was a pastor, and he says, oh, I know you. You're the guy that's a good basketball player and a little weird. He's a pastor, and he said that to me. And the guys that were standing around, they laughed because they thought it was funny. And I didn't laugh. I couldn't. I didn't have enough self-acceptance. 
if he if I met him now and he, he'd say that, I'd say, you don't have any idea how weird I am. <laughs> I am more weird than you think I am. I turn into a joke on him. Uh, but I didn't have enough energy then. And all I could do was just die inside. And I, I didn't realize it until years later that I hadn't forgiven him for that. And so I did. Love to meet him someday. I'd beat him up first, and then I would. Uh... <laughs> Maybe you need to forgive a little more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, what are some lies? I'll give you some, and you help me. Then you think of some that you that you've heard. You should not be teaching Sunday school. You're not a good enough Christian. There's an accusation to you're not beautiful. That's what Satan says to women. If he says to guys, you're not good looking, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really phase us. But you tell a girl she's not good looking, and that's a tough one. He tells guys, you don't have what it takes. And he cuts this below the belt. You don't have what it takes. And I felt that. I'm going to be a pastor, and I don't have what it takes. I can't even stand up before people. I'm afraid. I, I can't be a pastor. God is angry with you for what you did as a child. Anybody feel God's anger for something? Most people have three times the talent you have. God has abandoned you. The only thing to do now is run. It's not that bad. It's not that, it, it won't hurt you that much. You're far better than he or she is. Only problem is people don't know it. <laughs> you aren't appreciated. You're being neglected. God isn't hearing your prayers. You should probably tell Martha about that problem with Jane. If you tried a little harder, you'd be more worthy of God's grace. You don't fit in anywhere. Why try? You make people uncomfortable. I knew I was making people uncomfortable because I was uncomfortable. So you hear a lie in a place of weakness, and it sticks. So are there any that you have heard down through your life or recently that, that you could help us with? You're demon-possessed. You're going crazy. You're getting more nervous. Just look at your hands. I'm 75. I shake. You're going to lose your job. Just watch. Your spouse is having an affair. There's no harm in it. It won't hurt you. Not least one time. Everybody's doing it. You'll never have a good devotional time with God. You're a failure. Ugh. So Satan just invents lies to keep you. Now, the fight isn't against you. It's against Jesus. Jesus took his spot. What was he called originally? What, what, was, what was Satan called? He was called Lucifer, the light bearer. Yeah, but he can't get in, the, he can't get in our mind. But he can give, put things, yeah, he can throw thoughts in there for sure. So he was once a light bearer, now he's the prince of darkness. Because... Uh, Lord snuffed him out and said, nope, you're wrong. So, we, we know when we're 
when we when we've been in bondage for a while and then we realize it and it's become a stronghold in the negative sense it was a help maybe to begin with but now it's become a prison and so we have to break out of it and I'm just gonna say what some of those false attempts are and not define them resolutions extra effort prayer religion criticism I'm gonna I'm gonna blame other people and then I don't have to deal with it myself self-punishment God you don't have to punish me anymore because I'm punishing myself or just plain denial like the Pharisees I don't have it I don't have any problems I'm religious I'm holy I've got it together so if you want to really go after it I'm gonna give you seven steps and uh, and you want to stay after you can do it on your own. I'm going to send this out this week so you can read the whole thing. I've really thought it through. And uh, how, do we, how do we get free? First, I have to acknowledge that I have the stronghold. Obvious. If I don't know what it is, I'm not going to get free from it. So it would be good for you to think about this. And most of us, all of us have dealt with strongholds. And probably some of us have strongholds presently that we're dealing with to some degree. So I have to identify it. And one way to identify it is to be to finish this sentence. I'll be okay if I just if I have a habit pattern there. I'll be okay if I just have a little glass of wine. If I just use humor. One pastor said I like to use humor. And that deflects it. If the tension's on him, he uses humor and people laugh, and then he doesn't have to deal with what's hurting inside. Isn't that something? Humor's a good thing. But it becomes a stronghold. So I identify it. Second thing, I confess, I just honestly confess that I'm attached to it. It's become a way of life, and it's very, very difficult. I don't know if mine was depression or fear or a combination of the above, but it was such an attachment that when they said every senior is up in front and leads the, the, the seminary congregation one time, and I said, I couldn't possibly do that. They said, every, I couldn't get out of it. I tried every, every way I could. I had to do it. It worked out okay. I didn't, I didn't have a heart attack or anything. I got through it. But I was going into ministry. And I had a stronghold of fear and depression, and I had to confess that that was it. And pr I could confess it. I couldn't pray to get rid of it, but I could confess it. Third, I renounce the lies. So to deal with it, I have to come against the lies that I've been belie believing. I'm going crazy. That's what I, was, I thought I was going crazy. So I carried with me... Uh, a list of five things I got from Agnes Sanford, who uh, Larry Christensen met and brought her to the church, and I, I confess those things probably 10 or 50 times a day just to come against the lies. I love the Lutheran baptismal formula. I renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways. Or the other translation, the newer translation. Now, I renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all his empty promises. 
So I come against this stronghold. I'm firing away at it by renouncing it. Then, in addition, I, number four, I forgive others. And I had to do that because I had forgotten that that's a part of what I had to do. And that this guy had hurt me. These seniors had hurt me. A lot of people had hurt me. They didn't, some that didn't know they'd hurt me, had hurt me. So I had to think through that and, and say, I forgive them. Here's the strange thing. If I don't, Matthew 18 says that I deal with demons. I deal with tormentors. I'm tormented if I don't forgive. So forgiving is really a big one. Number five, I affirm the truth. That's where it helped me. It didn't happen over in a week. It didn't happen in a month. I, it took several months. But as I continued to battle this, I came to the place. I still had a lot of fear when I began. I, I, deal, I deal with it in increments now. So it's, I, am I completely free? No, I'm not. I, sh I hope that doesn't take your hope away. But uh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still coming against this stronghold. I affirm the truth. Number six, I receive deliverance. Some people have no, zero power because they've opened it up so much that they're, they're in Satan's territory. And they're, they're in bondage and they need deliverance prayer. And that's where we want to help. Nate and I and others want to help you. If you realize that uh, you don't have any power to overcome this, and, and I thought that was the place I was in, if you, if you are there, then we want to pray with you and, and pray so that you can be free from the power of the enemy. And then I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So raise your hand, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to come for ministry now, but raise your hand if as I've talked, you've said, to yourself, maybe it's possible that either I have dealt with a stronghold and I'm done with it, or I presently operate with, with a stronghold, one or more. Raise your hand. Okay. The majority of us. So there's no shame on this. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to be available just to start the process. If I were going to pray with someone to be, be rid of... of uh, a stronghold I'd like an hour I'd like time to really do it not five minutes and so I would like to uh, make appointments with you and uh, Nate could and and as a team some of you gals if you want women to to pray with you there there are teams that we could uh, work with I don't want to forget this I, I want to keep it in front of us and uh, you come up to me afterwards if you say, I'd, I'd appreciate if we could get together to Nate. Uh, so just so you know, we want you to experience freedom in Christ. And we are at war against the enemy, and we will help you tear down the strongholds in your mind so that you don't have to fight on your own. Fair enough? Okay. So the Lord bless you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. 
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.